Hello, everyone. This is Brendan Marcello with Auburn Undercover, sitting across in my living room from Michael Nyslick, who was nice enough to put down the Nintendo Switch Pro controller <laughs> from playing Mario to record this podcast with me late on a Tuesday night, because that's how we do. Uh, the trick-or-treaters are gone. I had nearly 60 at the house, uh, which is a first. Uh, the last two places I lived at, I had zero combined. Um, but uh, Halloween's over. Did your kids get a lot of candy? Mike? They did. A gigantic amount of candy that will make them sick for weeks to come. Good. Well, no one's ever sick in your house. In no. fact, I was afraid to have you come over because now I know I'm going to get sick. And now my wife's probably going to get sick. No, sick. no, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm on the downswing. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to be hacking up and have a fever on the plane ride. To It'll Houston. be good. I did not get a fever. I got an under fever. My temperature was like 95. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. No, my wife had this look of panic in her eyes. And so I'm like, is that, is that bad? She's like, no, it's fine. And then she disappeared and she's like, I Googled it. <laughs> Like, That's happened know. to me a couple times. It's not good. No. It feels awful. It feels worse than a fever. But I'm I'm here and I'm and I'm powering through. You're powering through. How nice. People get to listen to your voice. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to the Auburn Undercover podcast presented by wehavedonuts.com, d o u g h nuts.com. Donuts in the Birmingham area and coffee shops around there. Go to their website to figure, find out more about these beautiful donuts, these gourmet donuts. They can also be found at, and ordered and delivered to Prevail Union coffee shops in Montgomery and Auburn. Uh, Mike, the big news so far this week and what we were believing was going to be a busy week um, came out of nowhere, at least in our eyes. Cameron Petway, Auburn's running back, one of their running backs, one of their top two running backs, broke his, uh, pretty much his shoulder bone. <laughs> blade. Blade, shoulder blade. Connecting part, uh, what, what do you call that? Scapular? Scapular. Something like that. He broke it, fractured it, excuse me. Same thing, I guess. Um, and he's out cool? indefinitely. Um, uh that's a big loss for Auburn because he seemed to be finally getting up to speed in Arkansas, at Arkansas two weeks ago, had 90 yards and three touchdowns uh, in that game uh, in the third quarter. I was told that he injured the shoulder on the second-to-last run he had um, in that game. Why were people thinking it happened on special teams? I don't know. A lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are saying that on our special our, our, our on our special board. Special board, yeah. On our on the body get and I uh Do you know where that came from? I have no I, idea. I, I don't know what the or, origin of that. Well, like anything in the internet, it comes from nowhere. Sure, 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 but I was wondering if I had missed something or like where people the are looking for reasons to blame Gus Malzahn for this. They're going, "Why is our best players being played on special teams?" Number 1, uh, pretty much every team does that. Number 2, that's not what happened. He got hurt. He got injured running the football in the second-to-last play. And at the time, he was so rushed up with adrenaline, he just thought, oh, it's banged up, it's sore. Now, and they were up quite a bit at that point. True, but he, they didn't, he didn't think anything of it, and so he stayed in the game. Right, right. So, I mean, it didn't like a coach can look at him from 20 yards away from the sideline and go, I think for my X-ray vision, his shoulder bone's broken. Right. So <clears throat> he stayed in and ran for a touchdown on the very next play, and that was it for him. His night was done on that. Um, so I think you can't blame the coaches for that. I, Cameron Petway just had a 
string of bad luck with injuries with the heel, the ankle, and now this. Uh, Auburn's hoping to get him back maybe in four weeks, which would maybe get him back in time for the Iron Bowl. That's really the least amount of time he did. It's cutting it very close. I think he's probably going to miss the rest of the season and maybe come back for the bowl game. But at that point, maybe Cameron Petway decides, I'm going to go pro instead and doesn't even play in the bowl game. There's a lot of options out there for on the table, but I, I think that you probably won't see him again until a bowl game of some sort. And obviously, Mike, this affects Auburn's depth tremendously uh, at the running back spot because they're already leaning on Carryon Johnson quite a bit. And now, what do you think happens as they go to Texas A&M this week? They Karrion lean on Carryon even better more. Be ready to carry it 55 times? I don't think that's going to happen. No, I mean you don't know, but I mean like you kind of look at the running back rotation and. Each game has been sort of, uh, uh, you know, with starting with Clemson, it was all Patway, and he didn't look right. Kind of wondered what was going on there. Mercer, again, all Patway. Then you kind of then it's Carrion's team, and then Carrion's had a lot of carries. Uh, I think they got to get some of the other guys involved, and earlier in the game too. But will they do that? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, especially if it's a close game. Yeah, we'll see. I think Cam Martin's going to play more. Um, he has to. Um, he's their second best back at this point. Um, so we'll see. But I think that hurts Auburn tremendously because if they are able to utilize Johnson and Petway, and Petway was kind of the change of pace guy, the guy that right. could wear defenses down the second half, that was going to serve Auburn very well, not only at A and M but against Georgia. And Alabama, two defensive lines that they're going to have to wear down late in games. And the way you do that is, one, great blocking, of course. But, two, you have a running back that just makes it so difficult for you to tackle. And Petway was that guy late in games for them. Who is that now? I don't think they have that guy. Cam Martin's a much different back, and Malik Miller's a much different back. They haven't really had that much of all season. I mean, even when Cam Petway was in, he wasn't but giving them that. what I'm saying is we've seen him do it before. You were just relying on him. He was getting and he was getting healthier, and he looked healthier against Arkansas, and then obviously hurt his shoulder. So we're not going to get to see that now. No, and it's just a shame. Just a shame. Yeah, the way that Carryon and Cam's careers have sort of intersected, almost as two separate sort of planes. Um, That it's just amazing how little time that they spent on the field together healthy. We talked about that before. the season and just kind of speculate would they have a pretty good run could they be kind of two two special backs this year and, and never really got the chance and i don't think they're gonna get a chance basically yeah well we'll see um so auburn goes to texas a&m 15 point favorite now uh on the road the aggies interestingly are gonna stick with kellen mond at quarterback the freshman yeah um nick sparkle um, Starkle. Sparkle. Did you just say Sparkle? Sparkle. Sorry. On uh, Brandon Marshall. Nick Starkle, uh, who came in late against Mississippi State and led him to a touchdown drive, but also threw a pick six. Uh, Kevin Sumlin just straight up said, "Yeah, he did. A, he had a lot of mistakes, and uh, we're going to stick with Kellen Mond." They had they had a scary moment where Kellen Mond thought maybe he was a little shaken up, and it wasn't worth risking further injury in that game, which was already out of hand in the fourth quarter. So that's why Starkle came in and stayed in. But it looks like Kellen Mond is going to be the starting quarterback in Auburn. There will not be a quarterback controversy at Texas A&M. And actually, Mike, I know Kellen Mond's a dual-threat guy, but I think that helps Auburn out quite a bit. Um, that Starkle's not playing? Yeah, yeah, 
because I think Starkle's a better passer. Mond is very inconsistent and has not been able to hook up with Christian Kirk yet this season, their best receiver by far on that roster and a potential first-round talent. So um, I actually think that kind of weighs in Auburn's favor a little bit. Um, Outside that, as far as news uh, on Tuesday, Gus Malzahn talked a lot about the injuries and everybody being healthy other than Cameron Petway. That's good news. Three three offensive linemen will be coming back, it sounds like. Casey Dunn at center, Darius James, and uh, uh, Mike Horton at left guard. Defensively, they had up to six starters kind of banged up at some point. They're all back. And I think, as we've mentioned before on our Facebook Lives and I think even on the podcast the other night, Trey Matthews at safety coming back I think is the biggest gain for them. Don't you, don't you agree? Well, absolutely. I mean, just because what we saw in the LSU game, things kind of fell apart. Uh, in that big environment. I think Auburn wins that game, even with them going in the shell offensively with Trey quarters. Matthews on the field, yeah. Uh, Nick Ruffin was kind of uh, the cause of that t- big touchdown. Or, I mean, not touchdown run, the uh, one that got him inside the five misplacement. Uh, and yeah. Daniel Thomas and, and you know did what he could last week and against Arkansas played you know decently well, but he's not a, he doesn't have the experience or kind of – The size. Yeah, size. Um and, you know, Jordan Peters uh, played well in the, in the nickel role, but having Trey moves Daniel Thomas back in the nickel, you're kind of stronger all across the board yeah. uh, chemistry-wise as well, which this team has talked a lot about. Just um, communication is so strong back there between all those guys. They know each other pretty well. Um, and then you have Javaris Davis back. Yeah. Um, you know, the secondary has been really good. I mean, it's one. I think it's one of the uh, least covered aspects of this defense that – how well that that secondary. Well, you been. look back at the Mississippi it's the State most game, improved area of the team. When you yeah. look at back at the Mississippi State game, they had 12, 12 pass breakups. Was it? Yeah. I mean, it was like the best in like sixteen years or something. I mean, it was just incredible numbers, and they've kind of kept that up. Um, they've done well even with the injuries, and a lot of that starts with Carlton Davis, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. But also the safeties just aren't letting anything. Uh, come down. Then the other thing it's kind of we don't talk a lot about is just Stephen Roberts and Trey Matthews and run defense and what yeah. they're able to do coming to the line so quickly. They're physical and they've really helped out with some of those wide runs and even some of those screen passes when they're up playing the playing the run. So I think getting Trey Matthews is the biggest news for Auburn. Uh positive news for them on the injury front. Worst news obviously is Cameron Petway uh going down with injury. But we'll uh we'll talk more about the Texas A M game in our fearless forecasters on auburnundercover.com later this week going up Thursday. I still got to make a pick. I don't know what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Auburn to win, I think, but we'll see. By the way, as of 10.28 p.m. on a Tuesday night, Jay Jacobs is still employed (laughs) as the athletics director, unless that was a timed tweet that I just saw come across. He just congratulated Casey Cooper on Was it best students or or best best school for the best athletes? No, he didn't. He said, congrats to Casey Cooper being named a Rhodes Scholarship finalist. Your Auburn family is so very proud of you. Hashtag Auburn woman. Hashtag War Eagle. Um, That news is like two days old, so I'm sure Jay Jacobs has had other things on his mind, and he's just now tweeting. Um, But unless that was a timed tweet, he's still employed. And for anybody looking for an update on that, I mean, it could change any moment. Who knows? But he's still the athletics director at the Auburn University. Or as some recruits would say, the University of Auburn. If you say University of Auburn and you commit to Auburn, should they like revoke your like pull your NLI? 
and go, you can't do this. No, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Okay. Well, uh, the college football playoff rankings came out. They don't matter. <laughs> um, I still had to write something about them. But what did you them. write? That they were four, 14th. They're 14th, and this is college football playoff rankings. And Kirk Herbstreet says they're, oh, they're, they're a sleeper. Did you sure. say that last year, too? Well, here's the thing. Auburn seems to be always be like three years ago, two years ago, the top-ranked two-loss team yeah. in every poll. Uh, at some point, that gets old. Always um, the bridesmaid, never the bride. Right. You know, wow, congrats. You're the top-ranked two-loss team. Auburn's 14th. Their best win of the season is against number 16 Mississippi State. They beat them by 39 points. But, of course, they lost to LSU, which is number 19 in the poll, or rankings, not the poll. Excuse me. It's not a poll. Uh, and then they lost to now number four Clemson. But their schedule here in a week, a uh, week and a half, they play, they host number one Georgia. Georgia's number one, not Alabama. And then two weeks after that, if Alabama keeps winning, it's possible Alabama could be number one. Um, so Auburn's got a shot here. Let's say, well, I mean, hypothetically, let's say, I don't know if shot's the right word. They exist in a world where they could theoretically climb in the rankings. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, anybody can climb in the rankings. But but I'm talking about so they have a legitimate climbing to the point shot? of the fourth. Yeah, I mean, if they win, yeah. You just you just you just think the Bulldogs are a bunch of. Uh, I think they're going to beat Georgia. Of uh, I don't know what's a, not a scary dog. A they're, all, they're all terrifying. A poodle. Poodles. I don't think they're poodles. Anyway, listen, okay. So if they were to beat number one Georgia yeah. and then say Alabama's number one two weeks later and they beat number one Alabama, then they go to the SEC championship game and Georgia's and like in the top eight. Gus Malzon files a pile of gold. Like this is a lot of Gus Malzon found say. a pot of gold in two thousand thirteen twice. I was there and I saw it. Do you think there's go- you think there's gold on this this team? They're I'm telling you, man, it's being played at home. Auburn hasn't played a big game at home all season. And those, these are their two. They played a bunch of big games at home last year. Team's different this year, though. They have an offense that's worth a crap. You're, you're really high on this team, man. You're, you're this team can score points. What makes you believe they can't score points? I was at LSU. Yeah, and what happened? They fell. The play apart. calls sucked in the second half. Yeah, did the cha- did they change coaches suddenly? Did they leave them in LSU? No, but the coaches leave them in brain flicked off. And that happens quite a bit. Right. All right, okay, year? I'm saying this. Auburn has the potential to win those games. They have the talent. You think they match up talent-wise with Alabama right now? Uh, with their defensive line? No. Everywhere else, maybe a little bit below. So you're saying Auburn has a better defensive line than everybody else? They're below. Compared to their offensive lines? Well, no, I'm asking, what are you saying? You're saying defense. You, you Auburn's offensive sense. line against Alabama's defensive line is not a good matchup. It's right. Clemson against Auburn quality like we saw earlier this year. Oh, okay, I got it. But guess what happened in that game? Auburn still had a shot. And so, and then, but everywhere else, Alabama's still Probably s- better, a up. little bit better. So, I mean, that's a pretty significant disadvantage if you're Not necessarily, not when field. it's small and you're playing at home. How long have you been covering football, Mike? 
I've been covering have you this. Seen covering, have you seen crazy things happen? You could see crazy things I've happen. I've seen crazy things happen. I've seen but, a kick six. I've seen a prayer at Jordan Hare. But that was, I almost saw Auburn become the first team in college football history to go from whatever their win total was the year before in 2012 to winning a national championship. It doesn't that that doesn't feel like this team. I'm not telling you. There's no a, a, I, what I'm telling you. You what, saw magic and and bad. What Rouge. I'm telling you. A good team would have won in LSU. A good team would have won against What I'm telling you is that them beating Georgia and Alabama this year would not be as far stretched as them beating them four years ago, in my opinion. I'm just saying that this team... They have a better path this year. Lost to LSU in week six? Yes. They were up 20 to nothing. Week six, not week two. They were up 20 nothing on the road. Up 20 nothing on the road. And they... Their coaches didn't show much confidence in them and pulled away from. I'm just saying it's hard to envision there being a lot of confidence when. Okay. All right. The point of this you've conversation. You've lost every big game since. Okay. All right. So you're saying Gus Malzahn is going to be fired. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That's exactly what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So, but back to the conversation. I'm not saying that, but, well, so, but you think that he might not be fired if they. Beat Texas A&M. I, I think he beats Georgia. I don't think he loses to Texas A&M, but I but I I do think that they lose those two games. So four and three in the SEC, or excuse me, um, uh, four and four in the SEC, four. or no, no five, and two, five and five three. and three. This is this is some impressive math. Five, five and, three, and three get some uh, five. eight eight and four overall, and you've lost four games. Does he get to coach, coach in the bowl game in your uh, in your world? Oh, that's they let interesting. Him go through January? It just well, I mean, we have no idea what's going on with Does the AD. Does he make it through January if he, himself if you without going asked somewhere? Me last week, if Jay Jakes was in the AD, I would have said no, and he's still hanging on. So, just hold on for one more day. Exactly. Hold on. Do you think that that's what they're holding on Jay Jay for? So they have him fire him, and then they get rid of everybody else. No, I just think people are dragging their feet. Second All right, thoughts. back to the conversation. Here. What was the original point of the conversation? I, what I'm, you're going with what you believe. What I'm saying is if this happens. No, no, not if, what I believe. Yes, yes, you are. You're saying there's no way that happens. If Auburn, I'm telling you, here's the scenario. This is what happens. If Auburn beats A&M, wins out, goes to the SEC championship game and beats Georgia again, okay. is Auburn in the playoff? Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's that's, a, that's like a lot of ifs, 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 ifs. Certainly. But, yeah, sure. They'd be the best team in the SEC at that point. You can't take your SEC champion that's one. Well, a lot of people might still argue that Alabama's still the best no, team. they won't get it. Even if Alabama's just a one-loss team? Maybe they both get it. But I think Auburn's in the playoff. Okay. Maybe Auburn's two and Alabama's four. There's no, I was going to say, there's no way you can put Alabama. You know, no, I said four. You know, four Auburn, at that point. Even if they're one loss, because Clemson could, if Clemson wins out, they could be number one, or Notre Dame could be. Number That's the one. other thing to consider here is like, what if Clemson like loses another game or two? Yeah, that hurts your, Auburn's your resume, schedule, yeah. the strength of schedule. But the, if, key, the key here is that, and what if Mississippi State gets upset? Then they could be an eight and four team because they're going to lose to Alabama at least. And I don't think that hurts them as much as Clemson because Clemson That's has more own. more weight to drop. Yeah, um, State's still in the middle, or you know, below the middle of the pole. Yeah, I mean, Clemson could theoretically, you know, if they were to lose a couple of games, fall all the way down to the 20s or something, and that would hurt Auburn. Uh, 
but uh, I don't see that happening. Um, but the key here, of course, for Auburn is Alabama beating LSU this week. Uh, Alabama's like a three-touchdown favorite. You would think Bama's going to beat LSU. I think they're going to be beat them soundly. Yeah, but so. you just never know. They both teams might get in a shell and you know try to make it. Was like last year the game was zero zero forever, or was it? Yeah, two years ago? well, it was. Yes, yes. And then third quarter, Jalen Hurts took over. He kind of yeah. he ran the ball and they got down in the end zone and finally scored. Um, you just never know. But um, ranking the rankings are interesting. Auburn's about where I thought they'd be, somewhere around fifteen. Um. The most surprising thing, of course, was Georgia at number one. Um, and Georgia's win over Notre Dame, of course, is huge for them right now. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's number three in the poll, or rankings, excuse me. It's not a poll. Um, but if Auburn wins out, I, they'd be in the top four somewhere. Yeah, no, there's no question of that, I don't think. But you don't think that's going to happen. You think they're going to lose to both Alabama and Georgia? Ask me today, I think so. Okay. All right. You're going to cover the coaching search for us (laughs) (laughs) and the AD search. And let's talk a little basketball. Basketball team plays Barry. We've already talked about that. What kind of feeling are you getting around the program right now concerning the FBI investigation and also kind of where Auburn stands with that going into Wednesday as people are listening to this? Um. It's a weird situation, uh-huh. I guess would be the best way to describe it. Um, I don't know why they haven't made a decision and what's kind of, you know, you, you, there's no clarity on sort of like what's, is it just that they're holding it till Thursday, the tip to announce it so they don't have to ask questions about it before? Or are they still doing some sort of due diligence? Um, I think the frustration is rising for the coaching staff that they would have liked to have put this behind them because look they're stuck in the mud at this point because they can't yeah well yeah really act like somebody's guilty yet it's a very tough position to be in for that staff so and you can't kind of throw the kid out you know because they're allowed to practice at this point um but at the same time, you want to try to start figuring things out because you're going to be without two players for sort of a, an indefinite amount of time. And um, I don't know. I, I I would have thought it would have been announced. But now at this point, why announce it before tip-off, I guess? Well, I think they hold out to the last minute. Yeah. Um, um, and why wouldn't you, to be honest? But Bruce hasn't spoken to the media Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Um, That's probably smart for him. They've always done sort of media days beforehand, I guess, in the last couple of years. Doesn't look um, like that's happening, huh? That's not happening. Uh, Bruce will, I think, talk to the media tomorrow, tentatively scheduled. Um, but that's it. Maybe he'll have something to give you guys And then. maybe he'll have something. Um, but this is ultimately, this is all up to the compliance department at Auburn to decide whether to declare players ineligible. Right. It's up to them. This isn't the NCAA saying you have to do this. It isn't even the FBI going, here's this. And what complicates things further is that the FBI is pretty much on lockdown and Auburn doesn't Well, I've quite... heard that, and this has been reported nationally, heard rumors over here that the FBI and Department of Justice and everything, and um, they're not, they don't care about the NCAA equation of it, like with the student, you know, like 
the eligibility concerns of a player is not their concern. So they're, you know, I've heard some people say like, well, they've got to share their info. I don't think that's something that's happening. Um, nor why, why would it, would an opening case you would, you know, it's a federal case there. They have, and you know, there's been rumors that there are more indictments coming in this case. Um, so that puts Auburn and the law firm that's investigating and compliance in an awkward situation. Cause Look, they're not getting those tapes that Chuck Person had. They're not going to get the surveillance. They're not going to get even a summary of what the FBI has. All they're going to go on is the complaint and any research and interviews they do. But how much are they getting out of that? Yeah. What are they getting out of that? And um, I've maintained that I, you know, and we've had fans say, like, why don't you play them? I think I get, I, I, well, I not, not I think I get, I get that part of the argument. If you have to give back wins in a couple of years, who ultimately cares? Um, and if the next coach, if there's another coach, oh, but uh, yeah, but I mean, like, what, what uh, did the current and how do you know that the NCAA is going to even come down and have found anything? Look, I mean, you look at that NCAA investigation in the, in the athletics in uh, North Carolina, why would anybody be scared? And all the coaches as they see me today said. Look, they describe the NCA as toothless and and nobody would listen, and the only thing that makes them listen is the FBI. So, I get that part of it, and I think the minute Auburn rules a player ineligible or says they can't certify their eligibility, then you're kind of painting them as guilty as well. So, it's a tough spot. Yeah, well, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, exhibition game is Thursday. Um, you know, we'll see. At this point, I'm sure people just want answers, including the coaches, and the coaches don't have any right now for anybody. Um, it's just the way it is, the way it goes. Sucks. Sucks for the kids, too, if you think about it, especially the kids who know it's them in that report. Well, and even their teammates. So yes. And the other thing, as we mentioned the other night on the podcast, they can't talk about it, Mm-mm. not even to each other. Not supposed to, at least. I'm sure it happens privately, right. but I mean, they're not supposed to. This is not something How that's coming up in that? team meetings. I, that's nuts. It is. No. And it, how do you monitor that? I mean, you can't monitor that. No. Unless they're bugged. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't know. But if they don't announce it, that, that's going to be a very weird, deflating atmosphere weird. at Auburn Arena on, on Thursday. And, yeah. Um, well, that and then going into the season opener, then what's next? Are they going to hold off again to the opening tip? Because they have to make a decision by then, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You would think, unless they just say, let it ride, and they keep rolling the dice. They could. I mean, you know what I mean? Could wait until they have something, something else becomes public or these cases take the next step. And yeah. See. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, um, we're going to go to listener questions here, and we will start with a listener question uh, on the Botageta message board at auburnrecover.com. Um, if I can actually pull it up, I was prepared, and then I wasn't. He was there, and then he wasn't. We only have one question. People love us. Okay, go crazy Cadillac asks, has the playoff ruined college football? And that fans now only care about making the top four and don't care about bowl games that used to bring a lot of excitement. Uh, I think there's something to that. I think it's kind of ruined a little bit of the bowls. You got excited about the GoDaddy Bowl? No, but um, at least with the – I don't know. Maybe it's just a 
an optics thing. We keep bringing up optics. Maybe it's an optics thing because part of it is I don't watch ESPN a lot anyway, but ESPN like obsesses over the top four teams every week. Even before these rankings came out, I'd be watching a game during the bye week uh, this past week, watching on TV, and they're going, who's the top four going to be? Who's the top four going to be? And it's all year long it's about who's the top, who are the top four teams. And then for the rest of the year, it's them going back and forth, you know, bantering and discussing, well, should this be the top four or what not? And that's all that matters. The New Year's Six Bowls don't matter um, to ESPN. Or they do financially. I mean, ESPN owns a lot of bowls of its own, but they don't talk them up like they used to. Even when the BCS was around, people would talk. They would talk up the Cotton Bowl, you know. So you're just mad. That they would talk about the Peach Bowl. But I mean, they're just games. I mean, they're just. I understand that, but from that standpoint, because so many people watch ESPN, it's ruined it a little bit. It has. It really has. Which, one way to improve that, in my eyes, which is what should have happened in the first place, playoffs should be eight teams. No, four teams is fine. Eight. Four teams is fine. It should fine. have been eight from the start. Everybody's – it doesn't – there's going to be people that complain no matter what it is. I understand that, but I do agree with this standpoint. That's my opinion. It should be eight, and I do think it's ruining the bowl system. Go look at attendance. I respect your opinion. and The attendance is awful these other games now. So – do you have an opinion on this? I don't think it's a bad deal. I mean, I, I think the interest was going to wane in those other games anyway. Okay. All right. Go to Twitter now. Jake Gibson asks, what type of candy does Gus Malzahn give out to kids on Halloween? Well, number one, I'm sure Gus avoids the house like the plague uh, on Halloween. Secondly, I don't see anybody going to his house because it's very far tucked away from everybody. I don't see anybody going there to trick their house. Their lights are off, I'm sure. Well, there's no way. There's, I mean, who would go all, anyway? We're, I'm not going to reveal the destination. You should reveal at, the location. But I'm just saying that. I mean, you'd have to be like hiking to find it. You'd be in the woods with Jason <laughs> on Crystal Lake finding it. But if he did give out candy, I'm sure it would be Double Bubble, right? That's his favorite thing. It's cheap. You give that to kids. Double Bubble. Mike's just sitting there typing on his computer. He just doesn't care right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christian Thompson asks, is this weekend's game, Auburn at Texas A&M, a win-or-be-fired situation for both head coaches, Gus Malzahn and Kevin Sumlin? Could be, I guess. I mean, it could be the game that whoever makes the firing decisions at either school circles and goes, that's when we kind of had an idea, and then based off your results near the end of the season as well, yes, sure. But I don't think it's going to be a game where one of them loses Sunday, and they get fired yeah, immediately. That happened, no, no. no. Because listen, because I'll be honest with you, I mean, you know, theoretically, Auburn loses to Texas A&M, okay? Mm-hmm. Then they come back home beat Alabama and Georgia. You can't fire a coach for going 9-3 with wins against two top four teams. No, but if they were to get blown against Texas A&M, it's going to be hard for him to climb out of that pit. As far as being fired? Yeah. But if you beat Alabama Georgia, it doesn't matter, I don't think. Or and. If you beat Alabama and Georgia and you get blown out at Texas A&M. Yeah, well, sure, but I'm saying matter. if you. But you if lost. You, your three losses are you all on the road. blown out against Texas A&M and then lose to Alabama, I still think you're going to be in a tough spot. And you yeah, could say this was but the I, game. Didn't, I didn't say that. 
I know. I said they beat Georgia and Alabama. You was, have them. I guess here you've heard it here. For, th- there's a lot of confidence from Brad Marcello. I'm not saying that. Auburn what I'm saying is Georgia it's and not, you heard it's it not a, a cemented deal where he gets blown out by A&M and gets fired no. because he has to finish out the season. And if he wins both those games, they're not firing him. But he's not going to win both those games. Oh, so now you're going back. You've heard it here first. These flip flops. I never said they're winning both two those minutes. games. I think they're going to beat Georgia. When have I said oh, they're going to beat Alabama? Jeez, Michael. Open your ears, man. No wonder everybody hates you on our board. Oh, wow. Going there, huh? Um, oh, my gosh. I don't know if I should have asked this question, but I'm going to do it anyway. We're going to answer this quickly, okay, Mike? Sure. Colby asks, <laughs> is there a chance Gus Malzahn's demoted to offensive coordinator at Auburn while they bring in a new head coach? <laughs> no. That'd be fun. Bradley asks, what are the chances Tommy Tuberville's the next AD? War damn eagle! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. We had a question a lot. Just people just have like fond memories of... 3.2%. That's what I'll say. What? what just people forget that they got frustrated with them in the first place? Listen, you, you get five, ten years removed from things, people start looking back on, on coaches fondly. It just happens. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and then the big Tuberville's legacy will be, you know, beating Alabama yeah. over and over and over again, you know, so that's his legacy, his legacy and, and going undefeated one season, you know, so that's that. That's it for listener questions. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, Oof. let me check the message board one more time to see if anybody that hates Oof. us. Has a question like, let's see, why do you have a job or anything like that? Nope. No questions. No one cares. Um, <laughs> Mike, is there anything else you want to discuss, uh, whether it's Auburn related, pop culture, um, anything in general? Do I have to push buttons on you tonight to make you talk? Well, no, I, were you talking about something specific? Or anything. Or, or, is there or, anything on your mind? No, nothing. nothing Thor no. comes out. Thor's Thursday, yeah. That's, That's exciting. Um, um, I don't really know. They're gonna use the Batman theme in Justice League, the old Batman theme. And I've I've vividly described what that was, but we could save that for off air. But uh, <laughs> I did not like the. You don't news. like that idea. You don't like anything with DC, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's terrible. Be like, hey, DC's giving you seventeen million dollars, Michael. That's stupid. Why would they give me money? Did you get my? Te- oh, did you get my text? We could talk about that. I watched uh, last night, Too Funny to Fail. Oh, I got Hulu. that text. Yeah, I was trying to go to bed, and then you text um, me your story. Had you, had you know anything about the Dana Carvey show? Yes, I used to watch it. It's a documentary a kid on the Dana Carvey show. Sixth grade. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for it. I saw the trailer for it's it. It's terrific. Or so. And uh, had me cackling and coughing yeah. and cackling. If people didn't um, know, the Dana Carvey show like lasts like eight episodes or something, right? And so it aired seven. Eight, they filmed eight. Oh, okay. That was a now, I remember when it came on and thinking it was the greatest thing ever. Because it was like a variety show that was just so irreverent. And at the time, you didn't know who these people were, but it had Steve Carell, uh, Stephen Colbert, uh, Louis C.K. was a writer on the show. Yes. Um, Robert Smigel, I think, was a writer on the show as well. Um, just amazing people Dana Carvey had placed on that show. And it didn't last long. And I remember 
when it got canceled, it was replaced by the Drew Carey show. And I remember when that happened, like, I didn't know it was canceled. I just turned on the TV one night and I go, what the heck is this? And I watched the Drew Carey show and go, this thing will never last. It's not funny. And then that thing lasted forever. Yeah. So it's a documentary on it and it's really, really funny. Is it? And it's got, I mean, who's it's got all in it? Everybody except basically Louis C.K. Why is look Louis? Come on, man. Um, they used a couple of archival interviews of him, though. But um, yeah, they had new interviews with Colbert, Carell, uh, Carvey, obviously. Smigel was a big piece of that. Um, they didn't have Charlie Kaufman, but I've never heard him do an interview. Um, Who's he again? The writer of all those crazy movies. Um, what did he do? Great. The one with John Mal- being inside John Mal- inside John- being John Malkovich. Yeah, being John Malkovich. I finally saw the last hour of that um, on TV like, all a few movies. days ago. Um, they had the only female cast member. They had some of the other secondary writers. Pretty good. Sounds great. <laughs> it was really funny. It was really funny. I just remember the uh, sketches they did with Stephen Colbert and uh, uh, Steve Carell where the they would writers. go prank. They would no, go that was people. Dana Carvey and Steve Carell. Oh, that's what it was. That was a big thing. Yeah, they would they, go prank people. They were people. terrible pranksters. They would they go would... prank people, but it was actually them doing a service to the people. It was like, so the prank would be ordering a big meal at Wendy's, and then they'd get to the thing, give them the money, and drive away and think they've done something <laughs> crazy. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Yeah, I'll check that out, but I don't have Hulu. I got Hulu. I keep, uh, every time something comes on Hulu, I'll sign up for seven days, and then do the free trial, and then sign off. We could we could put it on right now. I could put like I did that with the uh, the Batman one about Bill Finger. That was good too. That was pretty good. What was so, that? What was the name of that documentary? I don't remember. Uh, that was I good. Just put up, pulled up Hulu. Hold on. But here. Hulu just doesn't seem to have like really great stuff on there. So no, it doesn't. It Batman but and Bill. Batman and Bill. That's what it was. <clears throat> but I am interested in uh, when they debut uh, Castle Rock. That looks interesting. That could be interesting. Um, and then there's something else they're developing that seems really cool. Hulu? Yeah, but Hulu and Amazon stuff, if you look at it, if you ever watch their stuff, it looks really cheap. That's not true. Meanwhile, Netflix looks amazing. Some of their original content. What have, what have you watched on Amazon that looked cheap? Uh, um, uh, the Tick. Oh, yeah, The Tick's not great. But... um. What is, what, are, what is on Amazon? Oh, Sneaky Pete. That was really good and was Never well watched done. it. Um, I've been meaning to watch, uh, what's the one with Jeffrey Tambor? What's it called? Transparent? Transparency. Trans- yeah. That. Um, then oh, John Claude Van Johnson. That's not out yet, but it's out soon. I did think. you see the pilot, though? I did not see the pilot. It's, you raved about it. It is freaking though. hilarious. Yeah. I love it, man. Um, you ever see JCVD, the movie he did about himself that was no, like semi autobiographical? No. It was really good. Uh, but this is all comedy and it's yeah. really well done. The action scenes are great. Did you watch the entirety of the tick or just the pilot? Uh, just the pilot. Oh. I didn't watch the new season. I watched the, I watched the pilot and went, I have no interest in this. Yeah. Cause it looks so cheap and I didn't like this. Um, Yeah. So I brought something. You you don't have anything. Uh, what's something? All right. So I found out tonight that my wife's never heard the 1989 Batman theme. 
Well, so that means she's never seen the movie, right? Well, I guess she's seen part of parts of it because it wasn't on TV. I'll like, I'll turn it on maybe, but uh, she's like, I've never. I don't think I've ever heard it. I'm like, Are you kidding me? She goes, Yeah, play it for me. So I played it for her. But that means she's never really seen the movie. So, but you've got to hear the music somewhere because that thing's been played everywhere. So I played the music for her, and she's just staring at me blankly, like I've never heard this before. That's weird. Isn't that weird? That's a little weird. Does, has your wife? Like ever had something like that where you're like you never have heard of this? Well, or she seen never. This, she's or? still never seen any of the Star Wars movies. Really? Yeah. What's her? What's what's she? What's what, why does she not like Star? She not like Star Wars. She has no interest in. She it? grew up in three, you know, three one of three sisters, so it wasn't a. Yeah, but Princess Leia and uh, yeah, I don't think that registered. Now you got yeah. Now you got Ray and Ray's terrible, isn't she? No, she's great. Why is she's Ray like a terrible? superhero? Lame. Superhero. Yeah, she's a like Jedi. Special. No. What is she? What, what? What are you talking about? Well, she's a Jedi, but she's just—it's no good. You like the you? Oh yeah, you like the Force Awakens. Don't the Force Awakens. Do you like anything new that's based off your childhood? That's that's based <laughs> off my childhood. Um, you didn't like Force Awakens. You're like the only person I've ever heard say that. The more and the more I thought about, it, the more it made me mad. It made you mad. Made not only did you not like it, it made you mad. Yeah. All those people it... died, and they were like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is this like a Zack Snyder film? It's just, it's basically. It's just Superman's killing everybody, and everybody's like, ooh, Superman's the best. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, I did see where uh, pretty much everybody uh, on the Justice League cast is just throwing Zack Snyder under the bus. Yeah, Henry Cavill today said, uh, "Yeah, we re- realize that what we've been doing is not working, and we're going in a different direction." And still, the movie's going to be garbage. Yeah, it will because Snyder did it, and they try to cobble it together, and it'll be even worse than it would have been if it was a Snyder movie. Because now it's going to be a shared vision. It's going to be a shared vision, and they didn't reshoot everything; they just reshot a portion of it. Yeah, so just like Suicide Squad, it'll be like Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, that's going to be terrible. Suicide Squad was the worst superhero movie outside Batman and Robin I've ever seen. Have you have you watched Stranger Things too yet? How no, I'm still got two episodes left. So you, did you you watched episode seven? No. Yes. Are you talking about the van? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. Where they they, they their lair is the unused. It looks like an unused set from Batman or Robin. From what? Like the 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 people in the group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they they're they like, like hang out in a place that looks like it's straight out of like. To expect Mr. Freeze to come in and oh, from share Batman some ice puns. Like people be ice skating. Yeah, yeah. There. And they look like... I actually thought from... more it looked like, like a Teenage Mutant into Turtles layer. Fair enough. But I mean, anything that it was a really... Yeah. That was a, as bad of an episode. I did not like that. It was They're the... trying to set stuff up for future seasons. No, that... Well, no, I don't yes, think so. I, thought, I mean, once you get done, you kind of figure... I mean, it, I knew what they yeah, were Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, she it, had to have a reason to. Yeah, yeah. It was. It stuck out like a sore thumb, and was one of the most poorly thing, done things. It was um, okay, but I did. I yeah, I didn't like. It, it was the worst episode of the whole series. But I, yes. I just yeah, sure. I, throughout the whole thing, I just kept expecting Arnold Schwarzenegger to walk in and be like, "Everybody, freeze. everybody, freeze!" <laughs> <laughs> Those cops were showing up and were acting like the cops. I know they were, and like they were the, like whoa, and the and the uh, all her friends were acting like just henchmen, like. <laughs> cackling at everything <laughs> yeah. playing cards weirdly like they were acting like no human acts and so it was just uh yeah i was like joel schumacher directed this episode yeah yeah but you know they're setting up for future possibly series. but i mean either way it was that was not a well done episode no 
Now, I might finish it tonight. I've got a story in the system ready to go at midnight, so maybe I've got time to do that. And I've got to edit this, which no one's listening to right now. Spoiler alert. Story coming <laughs> 12 hours after you listen <laughs> yeah, after to this. After you listen to this. 12 hours before at the very you least. listen to this. Um, yeah. So. Good stuff. Anything else? No. I got nothing. So you're saying Thor is going to be better than Justice League? I think so. I agree. If I told you 20 years ago, if I told uh, still pooping his pants Mike. 20 years ago, I was 15. So you're pooping your pants when you're 15. I was pooping my pants. You're still pooping your pants. Pooping Uh, my pants. I was a sophomore in high school. You probably still had Batman cheats. On my first date, just pooped my pants. Uh, If I told you 20 years ago that there will be a Thor movie and a Justice League movie that were coming out in the same month, what would you have said would be the bigger movie? Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously Justice League would be bigger. But, but we live in a world where the third Thor movie was is Batman going... and Robin out before or after when I was 15. It depends. 20 years ago? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Because right after Batman and Robin, I guess maybe Thor. 97. Because 97 was Batman and Robin. So that was 20 years ago. So, yeah. So maybe I would have said Thor. Because <laughs> yeah. Batman and Robin kind of killed the DC cinematic universe for. And almost killed Batman Cinematic Universe single handedly, impressively so. So Nah, they were always gonna bring him back. They kept trying even like two years after. Yeah. No, it's just uh it's it breaks my heart. It's crazy. Pisses me off. Pisses me off. A third Thor movie is going to make bank. And this Justice League movie is going to be. He's got that handsome Chris Hemsworth. So he he is handsome. <laughs> oh wow, Brandon just perked up. <laughs> Holy cow! He's I think a we found dude, man. He, hello. It's not fair that he's as funny as he is. I thought you were going to say it's not fair. He's so handsome. Well, that too. It's not fair that he's as funny as he is, and as, as and he good cut his hair. And you're like he's an Adonis. <laughs> Adonis has been your favorite word today. You said it on it, Facebook Live. It, did I? Okay, yeah, cool. yeah. The other guy. <laughs> Who plays Loki? Thomas uh, Thomas Hiddleston. He's a good looking dude. Whoa. Brandon's getting excited for Thor. Horrible actor in uh, uh, King Kong, though. Skull Island. Movie. Yeah. When he was just like posing like a superhero. Yeah. With a shirt always perfectly tucked in, even no, no matter how much he was having to run and sweat and battle monsters with those samurai well, swords. He didn't want to ruin those movie star good looks. <sighs> what a dumb movie. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Next week, we'll we'll give reviews, maybe. Well, here's what the review's going to be. It was hilarious. It was good. Well, we'll see next week if that's the same thing. And then Justice League will come out, and I'll go, well, there were moments. No, you'll cry. <laughs> I won't cry. I just, I've given up. I've given up. I've given up. I know that, and by the way, further credence that the uh, DC Universe is going to melt down. Uh, there's reports out already saying that the they're holding Flash off on the Flashpoint yeah. movie until they see how well, that movie Justice no League sense. does. So, in other words, they will not make a Flashpoint movie. No, I told you that Flash movie wasn't. You know what I think they're going to do? They're just going to start making individual movies again, and it's not going to be. It might be semi-connected. They'll come back later, but uh, yeah. And by that time, superheroes will not be a big thing anymore. Probably. It's a fad, like everything. Westerns, sci-fi. I'm, I'm being serious. Westerns, sci-fi. It's all, yeah. It's all it's cyclical. cyclical that, that's yeah. right. Superheroes. The superhero thing will probably go another 
five, ten years, and then it'll be done. Yeah, another six more Thor movies. We'll yeah, six more Thor. Thor goes to to the alternate dimension mm-hmm. and battles Adam Warlock. That might work. It might. Really? Who cares? No one's listening. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us on the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Uh, I've been Brandon Marcel. That's been Michael Nizelik. Um. You know, life's just fleeting. You know, I'm just gonna keep sitting here, just talking to the mic as Michael walks away, drinking my my soda, my Coca Cola. That's been good money on. He's going to the Halloween. Oh, he looked at the Halloween Bowl. <laughs> That's it for the Auburn Undercover Podcast, uh, presented by We Have Donuts. dot com. D o u g h nuts. dot com. Available at Prevail Union Coffee Shops in Montgomery and Auburn, and also in Birmingham, of course. Go to wehavedonuts.com for more information. We'll see you down the road.